Welcome to Giving Your Best Life with Stephanie Jones, a.k.a. The Giving Gal. Former police officer, private investigator, professional organizer, who pivoted to the corporate world and then through giving 522 gifts, became an author and inspirational speaker. Need a little positivity and inspiration in your life? Grab a mug of your favorite drink and cozy up in a comfy chair and join Stephanie as she chats about giving your best life. In each episode, she shares intentional ways to give to yourself and others, how gratitude can lead to a healthier, happier, more content life, and tips to accomplish your goals. Let's jump into giving your best life. Hello friends, it's Stephanie here, also known as The Giving Gal with episode number 25 of Giving Your Best Life. Friends, I'm so excited that I made it to like a milestone number of 25. Thank you for sticking with me, listening, sharing the podcast, and being of encouragement to me. So today, I want to share with you five lessons that I learned from writing and launching The Giving Challenge. Why am I bringing this topic up now is because this past weekend, I actually celebrated the fourth birthday of launching the Giving Challenge. So I always think it's good whenever you have a goal and you reach it, especially if it's a big, big goal, is that you mark it on your calendar when you achieved that goal and take time to celebrate each year like you do your birthday or Christmas or an anniversary, but also take time to reflect on what did that goal teach you? What were some of the lessons? And then not only those lessons, but how has that changed you moving forward. I also thought it might be helpful to share with my audience some of those lessons. Um, if you're writing a book or thinking about writing a book, maybe you'll you'll kind of avoid some of the things that I had to work through as I worked on my book. But also, as I was writing these um these lessons out, they really do apply to a lot of goals in life, a lot of things that we're going in in life, not just about writing a book. Um, So I also think these could be pivotal if you're looking to make a life or career change. So not just thinking about a goal, but maybe a change in your life. So let's get started here. The first thing that as I reflected back is I thought long-term. The Giving Challenge took me four to five years to write and then to get it launched. And I think a lot of times when we look at our goals, if we aren't seeing immediate success or immediate joy or happiness or whatever we had in our minds about kind of pursuing a goal is we quit. We quit before we get to see the results of what we're working on. So you really have to do think long-term, but be in it for the long haul. Um, Success does not happen overnight. Uh, Anybody you talk to, I used to love watching the American Idol, especially like the first ones, because you would see somebody that they would win and then it looked like they had success overnight. But if you dug into some of those stories, they really had been working on their career or singing or kind of fighting this battle for years and years and years. It just looked like an overnight success once they got to American Idol. 
The other thing is, is don't get frustrated if you're not as moving as quickly as you think. I always uh, love to just focus on like taking one step at a time, one day at a time, because the compound effect of that is one, as if you're sticking with it is you'll pick up quick wins, but also you can get momentum. So whatever you do, think long-term. Also in books is a lot of people just look at that launch day and then they forget about it. Well, my launch day was four years ago and I'm still like hustling and promoting and, um, you know, the giving challenge isn't just something that I launched on one day and forgot about it. I still have a long-term strategy for that book. Number two is only get and receive advice from people who have been there and done that. Now, I know you might say, Stephanie, that seems like common sense, but really we often let people who have never done what we're trying to do influence our decisions. I know many of people who have quit pursuing a dream on their heart or a job that they wanted to do or quit a job to go somewhere else because someone told them that it wasn't a good idea or someone told them that there was no way they were going to be able to do whatever they were trying to accomplish. Yet those people had not done one what the person was trying to accomplish, but really hadn't done much of anything in their own life. They were not a pursuer of big dreams or big goals or making big life changes within their jobs. So think about the team and the people that surround you and the advice that people are giving you and the experience that they have. So one thing that I've done over the last really two to three years is when it comes to my books and writing, I have a small team of experts who provide me advice and guidance in their area of expertise. So for instance, I also want you to think about hiring a coach. I'm a life coach. Um, I don't know. I always like to say like a success coach or accountability coach, whatever. But I only coach people on activities of things that I've done myself. For instance, if you want to learn how to fly a plane and let's say there's plane flying coaches, well, that would not be me. I've never flown a plane. But if you're like, hey, Stephanie, I really want to pursue like writing a book and launching it. Would you be willing to chat with me about that? Sure, because I've done it twice and I'm working on several more product projects. So think about people that you're letting into your life and the advice that they're giving. Have they been there and done that? Number three is put perfectionism in a drawer. So first question is, are you a perfectionist like me? I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear some tactics that have helped you all over the years of dealing with perfectionism. So if so, your perfectionism tendencies may prevent you from accomplishing a project or a goal that you're pursuing. I know for me, sometimes, uh, I always say like I'm a recovering perfectionist, is I get stuck in this perfectionist wheel and I can't get off of it. It's just like this little hamster going around and around on a wheel and that can last for quite some time. That's why my first book, took me forever to complete because I was constantly swapping out stories, editing, re-editing, self-editing. And then at some point, whatever you're working on, you ha- it has to be good enough, um, which I hate that because like, I don't, I don't want to say like, just put crap out there, but at some point you just have to say, okay, 
is completed and move forward. Honestly, I still cringe. Both of my books, I will find little mistakes. And this is even after it's been through multiple editors. So it's not just like I put a product at that and was like, okay, it's good enough. No, I mean, I really did what every other author does is you pay experts to do developmental editing and line editing and proofreading of your book, but nobody's perfect. I got to say, I get excited or maybe just a little happy whenever I'm reading like a book by James Patterson, who has sold millions and millions of books, and I still find mistakes in his books. And I don't say that to be mean, but I know that even someone at like the largest publisher and someone like James Patterson's has mistakes in their books. Guess what it tells me, friends? No one is perfect. So do not let perfectionism and getting everything like 100% right prevent you from completing whatever project that you're working on. Number four is not everyone is going to support your big dream. I know it's really hard when you're working on a project or something that you are so excited about, and maybe that's all you really want to talk about. And then when you're with friends or family members, like they don't even show interest in what you're doing. They don't ask you any questions when you bring it up. They don't ask you any follow-up questions. Like they're not excited. I have one of my best friends. We always talk about this because um, she has some family members that just never seem to care about what she's working on. And so that's why we support each other. So it's really easy to focus on the people who aren't supporting you. And it's easy to kind of spiral into these negative thoughts about maybe why they aren't supporting you. But I really want to challenge you is to focus on the people that are supporting you, that are helping. And Give those people gratitude and appreciation. I also want you to turn the tables on yourself. I know for me personally, there have been numerous projects where maybe somebody wanted my opinion. They wanted me to review something. I recently had a friend reach out to me and wanted me to help write a grant application for him. I just don't have time to do that. Uh, Sometimes we have conflicts. Sometimes we have things going on in our family or personal life. Guess what? It really is not personal and... I just can't commit to something. My guess is you've experienced the same thing. So I want you to remember that the next time that you're seeking support from a friend or a family member and you don't feel like you're not getting it, most likely it's not about you. It's um, maybe just something going on in their life. Okay, last but not least, and this seems a little bit contradictory to number three, where I talked about putting perfectionism in a drawer, but I don't know. I see it a little bit differently. So number five is it's okay to go back and make improvements. And you might say, well, Stephanie, why didn't you just make the improvements when you were working on the first project instead of just getting it out? Well, sometimes we don't know what we should be improving. We only know what we have, the knowledge that we have, the resources that we have at that point in time. But for me, I had a first version of the giving challenge and I had no idea what I was doing when I wrote that first book, published that first book. I had some connections in the industry, but they were few and far between. It was very limited. 
Also, I was a terrible writer. I mean, I had a good editor in, in the beginning, uh, maybe not the best uh, of what I look at, what I have now, but from the time that I originally launched the Giving Challenge to now, I attended writing conferences. I developed more relationships with people that had expertise in various types of editing and design and formatting. I even received an endorsement from Dave Ramsey. I didn't have that the first time when I launched that book. His endorsement came six months later. So for me, instead of just being satisfied with the first book in the original form, I felt it was necessary because now I was coming out with a second book. The covers didn't match. Um, I was a better writer. I didn't want people to read that second book and then go buy the first book and go, wow, (laughs) okay, uh, this isn't as good. And so I went back and made the improvements. The stories, they have more depth. The writing is improved. I created resources in the back for the reader if there's a small group or a book club. The cover got a facelift because now it's more of my brand. Um, So sometimes total redos aren't always necessary, but if you feel like you need to make improvements to take you to the next level with whatever goal or dream or project that you're pursuing, then by all means, go for it. I will tell you that that's one of the best things that I did because I don't know, like my new book just, I don't know, I can't explain it to you, but I'm just glad that I went back, took the time, the money and the effort uh, to put out a better product the second time. Okay, friends, so I hope that one of these lessons helped you. Uh, Let me know. Send me an email, stephanie at givinggal.com, which ones may have helped you. Let me know what goal you're working on. Um, This could also lead into a giving challenge for you for this week is support an author. I would love for it to be me, but it doesn't have to. I'm, I'm totally joking. But friends, I know like that's one thing I've been very intentional about is trying to support my author friends. I am reminded as I celebrate this fourth birthday of the Giving Challenge is how important my readers are, the support that I do receive from friends, families, and many strangers over the years. And so I'm constantly finding ways to support my favorite author, whether it's buying their book, once I read it, writing of a review, uh, taking a picture of me with the book and sharing it on social media, um, you know, or just sharing, uh, maybe they're having a promotion or something and you just share it, reshare it with your friends and make a comment. So that's your giving challenge for this week is to find a way to support an author. So I also have a gratitude challenge for you this week is... We have a lot of coworkers out there. It may be your boss. You may be the boss. Uh, You may have a team that you lead. And I was recently reading that, and it's something that I present on when I was doing leadership trainings and conferences, is that just by recognizing your coworkers or those that report to you, they'll work harder for you and they'll feel more engaged. It doesn't have to take a lot. 
You can do this in public. You know, if you're on a, a meeting virtually, you can call out somebody specific and tell them what they did well. You can shoot them an email and copy, you know, maybe a couple of people on the team or copy leadership, uh, write a handlet and thank you note. I always challenge people when you do write those thank you notes is that you be very specific of what they did and why you're grateful for them or for whatever they did. So that's just a gratitude challenge that you can take this this week. And um, finally, I want to wrap up because I told you the giving challenge was to support an author. So I'm going to support an author on this uh, podcast episode. And I just finished this book this morning. It's called The Noel Letters, and it's by Richard Paul Evans. And I know we're past Christmas, but really you could read his books, even his Christmas books, any time of the year. I just love them. I think I've read every book that he's written uh, from his Christmas series to his Broken Road series. I think it's Broken Road series. He has a walk series. Anything by Richard Paul Evans, go out, get it. It's amazing. Um, What I love about these stories is his books are smaller. They're page turners. I read it in a couple of days. Um, There's always some sadness. There's always a little romance, um, but they usually have a good heartfelt ending, which is what we want in a book. The other thing, I got to be honest, which sounds a little quirky, and it doesn't take away from the book because I really enjoyed the book, but a lot of the setting was in a bookstore, and each of the chapters had a really cool quote about writing, and so that just, it's those small things sometimes that authors do that just make that book a little bit more cozy. Plus, I have like the secret dream, maybe now it's not so secret, and uh, I don't know about you, but maybe you would like to own a bookstore also. So anyways, uh, I recommend the book Noel Letters or really anything by Richard Paul Evans. Let me know what book you would recommend. I have a goal this year to read 100 books. So, um, you know, I need to put some things on my list. Friends, as always, thank you for your time today of just listening to me. Hopefully you've had a lesson. Hopefully there's a challenge that you will take action on. Uh, Feel free to post about it on social media. And as always, get out and get to giving your best life. Thank you so much for listening. We know your time is valuable and we're grateful you shared it with us. For more information about Stephanie, her books and speaking, head over to givinggal.com. And remember, there are many ways you can give back by subscribing to Giving Your Best Life, sharing this podcast, writing a review, and signing up for Stephanie's newsletter. We are grateful for you. Now go out and get to giving your best life.